Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through Titus, and we're in the second chapter. And if you remember, uh, Paul's getting some, giving some instruction and directions uh, to Titus. And he's telling him at the very beginning to speak to things which are fit for sound doctrine. Okay, Teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. It's what he says in the first verse of the second chapter. And then he shows us sort of roles and responsibilities that older men, and these are the things that are fitting for sound doctrine. Okay, These are truths. Older men, remember, are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in the faith, sound in love, and sound in perseverance. Okay? That's what the older man is supposed to do. Verse 3 told us that the older women likewise, and that likewise, you know, sort of refers back to what we just saw listed with the older men. So it doesn't mean that they got to have those things plus these things, but it means in a like manner, in the same way, the older women are to be reverent in their behavior. They're not to be malicious gossips or any kind of gossip, <laughs> uh, nor enslaved to much wine. And that malicious gossip... Um, it's an idea of false accusers. The reverence speaks of the fact that they are to have behavior that is becoming unto holiness, okay? Not enslaved to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And that, then the women are actually given a purpose for this so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands. So here's what the young women are to do, and they're to be taught this by the older women, to encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Now, we talked a little bit about that subject and submissive to their own husbands, but let me just remind you of what's being said here. Uh, of course, the world wants to grab a hold of that and just go crazy with it, right? And they very much have a caveman mentality with it, that they believe that believers have this type of thing where the, the, uh, uh, the man says jump and the woman says how high. But I tell you what, there's a lot in the body of Christ that through the years have acted in exactly that same way, particularly among church leadership. Okay, They think, okay, this is what's happened. I'm the husband of this. You have to do what I tell you to do. That is not at all what the scripture is saying right here. It, it tells the woman to place herself under her husband. Yes, to submit herself. But it does not mean that she has to endure harm. Okay, it does not mean that she has to endure certain kinds of things. Um, I mean, I actually know of some situations where someone that's in church leadership, a pastor of a church, uh, has been very, very uh, uh, aggressive toward his wife. I mean, physical harm, things like that. And you cannot do things like that and say, well, I'm, you're to be submissive to me in every way. No, 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 that is foolishness. What we see here is what we see in this passage and in over in Ephesians pas passage. It's just simply God's structure. For lack of a better term, God's governmental structure for the family, the way the family is structured, okay? And so the husband leads the family, but we see that the wife is the one in Ephesians, really shows us this in this passage too, that she's the one that will work in the home and lead in the home. Now, of course, the world will go crazy with that. And boy, believers will. You wouldn't believe how many times I've had people who are true believers just get belligerent over this. Uh, say, well, you know, that mean I can't have a job outside the home? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It means that your primary purpose, though, is the raising of the family. 
I think Proverbs 31 gives us a great example of a woman who was doing that, who was raising a family and raised a family, and yet she had outside interests. She had businesses. She did things. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do all these things at the same time and in the same period of life. Too often, particularly those that are in their 20s and 30s, have the I want to have it all type of mentality. No, there is a brief season that you have when you raise children, okay? And if truth be said, you've only got about 10 or 15 years with them. And so if you were to give those 10 or 15 years into just in, in just pouring yourself into your family, and then there's plenty of time. There's plenty of decades later where you can pursue other things. But i tell you what, I'll, I'll give you an example. I think I've shared this before, but I don't remember. I remember a long, long, long time ago. I don't remember who they were. But there was a couple that came to me, and they were talking to me. And I didn't know them real well at this time. They just wanted to talk to somebody. I happened to be at the church plant, I think, that day, that kind of thing, you know. And um, they're just a wonderful couple. And uh, we lived in a metro area, actually in a... Uh, um, a bedroom community of two large metro areas and one worked in one area. So one worked down in Miami and let's say the husband worked in Miami and the wife worked in Fort Lauderdale and we sort of lived in between the two and they were just really sort of stressed out because of what, where their lives were and what they wanted to do and they didn't know what to do. And I was just listening to them. We were all young, you know, and, and so finally I just said, well, let me just share a couple of things. I said, now, you know, and I looked at the wife. I said, I know what your position is. And she had a, a good job, and it was a fine job. It was okay. But it was just sort of this type of thing that she would be right here the rest of her life, you know. And I said, the truth be said, y'all are working just for the stuff. You work long hours for the house that you just built out west here, which was a fine house. It was wonderful. You actually leave your two kids here at our church, which I have a real problem with at that time and still do with some of these things. You pay us to watch your kids 12 hours a day while the husband goes down in this one direction and you go in the other. You have to have really nice clothes for this kind of position. She said, yeah. And I said, you have to have a pretty nice car to get there and do all this. She said, yeah, that's sort of part of it. I said, that's what I thought. And I said, would you not be really actually further ahead if you simplified your life and you stayed home with the kids and you weren't having to lay out all this money for child care and you weren't having to lay out this money? for um, uh, this car and for these clothes and even the house you've got. It's a fine house, but it's really more than you need at this point in time in your life. And she said, well, yeah, I, that wouldn't make sense. And I told her, I said, you'd actually probably have more clear money by cutting coupons and staying home. And she looked at me and she said, well, that's true. You're probably right, but I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And I looked at her and said, well, okay, then that's another issue, isn't it? See, the issue wasn't, well, we don't have time for this and time for this. And if they were working all these hours to come home and grab the kids that somebody else was raising and, you know, feed them and give them a bath and put them in bed and then get up and do it all over again. The problem was the decisions that she was making. She wanted this. She wanted to be out in this job. She wanted to do that. And I said, well, then we're talking about a different thing, aren't we? And so that's what's being said here, is that older women are to encourage the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure workers at home. They're to be kind, to be subject. We're to do things the way that God shows us. If you are blessed with children, then uh, 
seek the Lord. And I, trust me, I could give you example after example after example of how God is very creative within families to where uh, uh, the mom is able to stay at home and raise the children and even have one, two businesses or whatever. It's just amazing what we're able to do nowadays and what God has blessed us with. But we really need to get the primary thing as the primary thing, which is this. Lord, what is your structure for all this? And I think that's the reason that the younger women need to be encouraged by older women. Okay, They need to be encouraged and to realize, wait a minute, you know, you just got a brief period of time right here with these little ones. Okay, Yeah, even though they're still in your house till they reach whatever age, you know, 18, 20, 25, who cares, whatever. That time when you really have the impact is those first 10, 12 years. After that, it sort of changes. And if you have children that age, you know exactly what I mean. Anyway, take these things before the Lord. You know, read his word, seek his word and say, God, what does this mean to me at this point and where I am in life right now? And how would you guide me? And I think you'd be amazed at the, how the Lord wants to provide and the freedom and the liberty and the amazing things he wants to do. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.